episode 24 of Dirt Road Divinity, Scott McClure shares about his journey, not just the physical journey moving from what he calls the frozen tundra of central Minnesota to sunny Florida, but also the inner journey of greater self-acceptance, of moving beyond closed-mindedness, of finding joy even in unlikely places, and of being willing to constantly reintroduce to others the latest evolving version of yourself. We cover a lot of rich ground in this episode. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Dirt Road Divinity. I'm your host, Lisa Wade, and today we are talking with Scott McClure. How are you? Great. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I am so grateful that you're here, willing to have a conversation about this wild, scenic route of the soul that that we're both on. <laughs> you know? yep. um, I was so honored to meet you. Geez, what was it like? 2019? Yep. Yep. 2019. It, it was at a um, a sound healing training mm. in Tulsa, of all places. And you and your lovely wife had driven down from the great north you know, yeah. at, to participate in this training. And um, I immediately, I just immediately felt this energetic connection with you and, and mm-hmm. Jennifer both. Um, and I, I was fascinated about your story. So, <laughs> first of all, where are you calling from now? I am in Florida, in uh, the Tampa Bay area. So, yep. Tampa Bay, we, Florida area now? Yep. Yes, and we moved in uh, 2020, in August, so the height of COVID. <laughs> we were like, well, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yep. And you moved down from where? Where were you based from? In Central Minnesota. So, yeah, definitely the frozen tundra. (laughs) Frozen tundra. Now, I'm curious, how on earth, from central Minnesota, did you find yourself at a sound healing training in Tulsa, Oklahoma? What happened to that even part of a place? Oh, my gosh. That, yeah, that's a wild story, I guess, in my opinion. So, I was... um, I've been on the, you know, the spiritual path for a little while now, but my wife has been on quite a bit longer and she was trying to find, you know, her purpose, what she was here to bring to the world and was struggling and, and finally got some guidance that, um, sound healing, but didn't know if it was tuning forks or, or anything else. Wasn't sure. And she finds singing bowls mm-hmm. and then she finds, um, she had liked or followed somebody on Facebook who had gone to the training that we went to, a different one, obviously. And so she, she got a hold of Jay and started talking to him. And she's like, I want to go. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So, you know, we talked about it. And at first I wasn't going to. I'm like, ah, you're going to drive down to Tulsa, you know, 12-hour drive. I should go with you. You know, just I don't mind driving. She doesn't like driving. It works. I can go support you, you know. Cool. And then I talked to Jay. <laughs> and I wasn't going to go. I was, I was going to drive down and just hang out or whatever. And. And he's like, I really think you should come. And after talking to him, I'm like, all right, <laughs> you know, uh, what the heck, right? I'm there. I got to start getting out of my comfort zone because I was definitely the guy in the box. You know, that's who I was. Like, this, this you know, and, and so, yeah, I changed, shifted my thinking a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and then, uh, yeah, we, we wind up in Tulsa, which was 
it was such an amazing experience. And, and I told, I've told you this before, but when I walked in the room the first time into, you know, the yoga room where we were, where we were learning on the very first night, the only thing in my head, I was like, don't think they're all hippies. Don't think they're all hippies. Don't think they're all, hippies. <laughs> you know, cause I'm just this dude. Like, I don't know what I was, you know? And, and and I didn't, I let that go. And it was so beautiful. It was such a beautiful, um, experience. So, and that, that is exactly one of the reasons that I love the fact that we are having this conversation because, you know, growing up, um, the frozen tundra and, you know, you, you come from, from, you had what you were, um, a diesel mechanic by trade yep. for the city. So yep. not hippie roots at all. No. <laughs> no, you were not, on, the path. You were not on, on, you know, spiritual, let's think outside the box kind of path, really. Yep. Um, so how I'd love to learn a little bit more about like who you were before, you know, <laughs> and then how, like, I don't know if it was little seeds being planted or little doors being opened or, mm-hmm. you know, kind of what was the process where you went, huh? Maybe there's something else to consider out there. <laughs> so uh, it's interesting to talk about the person because the, that I was before, that feels like a lifetime ago. Mm-hmm. And it's been, um, you know, I'll say five to seven years before it, it was probably seven years ago that I started to think about things a little differently, but mainly with my health, you know, I just, I worked a lot. I was gone a lot. Um, so my daughter was born in 2012 and that's when Jennifer started her her journey. She realized that there's more to life than, you know, what we're all kind of led to believe. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, boy, you know, she started telling me some things and it was basic at first. And I was like, mm, no, 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 no. And uh, like I said, stuck in that box. I would not look outside of it. And I was a very closed minded, um, just, you know, my way was the right way. Um, I'm trying to think like, it just, it was ugly looking back. Like, I don't even, I, it's something I need to make peace with, you know, but it's hard looking back. I'm like, Ooh, you know, you kind of get that <laughs> of who I was, but it got me here. So I have to be grateful <laughs> that I got to this point. Um, so uh, yeah, I was just one of those people. I would not look at anything, um, differently than what I had been taught and what I had learned in my life. You know, I wouldn't look at anything else. I wouldn't open a different box, if you will, a different door. I like doors better. Yeah. You know, to peek, peek through. And finally, I hit a crossroads. I just hit a, a point where I knew I was either going to lose my wife and my marriage uh, over at least not being willing. Because she wasn't pushing me. You know, it's not like she was giving me ultimatums and stuff, but I could see the writing on the wall. And it started with more health. Like, okay, I need to start treating myself better and eating better. And then she kept just, she would learn something new about spirituality and more so about the rabbit holes that all exist with, you know, with things going on. So it was interesting to watch her go, she would go down them and sit there for a while. And then she'd come back up and kind of move on. And, uh, it, I was always behind. So I was like, I don't want to say behind, but you know, like I felt like I was like, she was here and I was just kind of like, <laughs> falling. But, yep. yeah, yep. But I, she kept dropping the, that information as she learned it. And I, I've gotten to the point now where even now there's things she'll say, and I'm kind of like, I'm not sure, but I believe it's possible. 
And, and that's kind of my motto now is I believe anything is possible. You know, I don't have to believe it. I don't have to agree with it, but it's possible. Mm-hmm. And that's really opened the door for me to be able to look at things differently and not just be so stuck in my ways and, you know, stuck in those, those roots of where I came from and have to be rigid. Cause yeah, I mean, my parents, they're great people. Uh, dad was a diesel mechanic, you know, and mom worked at a college, which is, which is awesome. Um, but it just was not expansive, you know, and that's nothing on them, nothing on them at all. Um, and now being able to look back and be like, okay, you know, uh, like I said, it's having that peace with myself because I, I, I didn't like who I was even then though. You know, I always, I always struggle with that. And so now it's finally like, you know, this, this is okay. I can be like, like this now. And, and it feels good. Mm-hmm. So, so you're liking yourself a little better. These days. Yes. Yes. For sure. You're, you're a pretty likable fella. Oh, thank you. Pretty, pretty likable fella. <laughs> so, you know, it's fascinating how we go through life and that there are certain things or certain people who will be kind of catalysts in our life and, mm-hmm. and do create that crossroads type of experience where we have to go a little deeper and say, okay, well, what do I want? You know, what am I, am I willing to kind of look beyond this, this part of, of what I think I know? you know, to something else that might be a bit more expansive. Um, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And, um, and it, I, I think what you described, which is, you know, a friend or a spouse or someone significant in someone's life kind of being on a path and then sharing, you know, typically not in a, if, you know, evangelistic sort of way you might believe this or because that's kind of counter to the point right but um sharing and kind of sparking that curiosity mm-hmm. well and it's it's interesting too um i went to church where uh my family was presbyterian so we weren't um i don't know if i i forget what i call it, like it's like the lighter version of, of some other religions, you know, it's not all doom and gloom, but still very structured and, you know, this and that. And I never resonated, you know, I felt like I had to going to Sunday school and sitting in church. I felt like I had to, you know, like I should not had to, I should, this is what I should believe. And it never felt good um, to be so rigid. And now I'm finally healing that relationship because there was a long time I didn't once I started on my journey and kind of realizing there's uh, you know for me the bigger picture Mm -hmm. of life and 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 souls and stuff I I had a really um bad taste in my mouth of religion in general you know and just this this whole like holding on to stuff um negative feelings towards it and I'm really working on healing that as well because I do think religion is good in its own way when used as a tool, you know, to help maybe guide you a little bit if you're struggling or whatever you need. Um, It's just, yeah, I I struggle with the doom and gloom still. That one, that one's hard for me. (laughs) Separation. Let's look for all the the reasons that we're better, you know, or, or to separate. Um, I think that that there are more and more people finding challenge with that, that you're mm-hmm. you're not you're not alone. Um, but in finding that challenge, it's also interesting how often we'll hear, well, you're wrong and you have to believe this or doom and gloom kicks in. Yep. <laughs> and so it's no wonder that, you know, 
some organized efforts are shrinking in terms of mm-hmm. numbers when, you know, that doesn't feel good, especially to, to newer generations, I think, who are, who are less mm-hmm. motivated by strict structure. Yep. Put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> but I, yep. I, I agree. And it's so fascinating to me how sometimes we have to go out a ways to be able to come back and appreciate um, things from a different perspective, you know, or, or mm-hmm. have have more openness to them. I kind of had to do that with the whole notion of God. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, having been raised by, you know, a she-wolf pack of, of strong women, <laughs> you know, had a dad. And, and, you know, the other kids in our pack had had dads, but they were, they were distant, you know, they were in other mm-hmm. states, they were other places. So these single moms came in and just, man, you know, made sure that we were going to get through our childhood, at, preferably out of jail and out of trouble, <laughs> you know, and, um, but as a result, for example, I needed some feminine aspect of the divine because that's what I saw as being both protector and provider and nurturer and all the other growing up. And it wasn't until I was able to step out and appreciate that feminine aspect that I was able to come back and then mm-hmm. appreciate, you know, the more traditional kind of masculine aspect that we think of as God or the divine um, that we hear so much about through organized religion. And so I think, I think there's something to that, that when we go out, out a bit and then come back and it's just like, Oh, huh. but it all starts with a willingness to kind of open that perspective. When you stay, when you stay with all the doors closed, you know, kind of like yep. we talked about, it seems like you were, you were more before that that's hard. It is. Oh, it is. And, and you know, it, as you're in it, it's, it's all, you know, so it's hard to see, you know, it's hard to take that first step. And, um, and you said this many times and it sticks with me so well, and I'm sorry if I say it the wrong way, but, um, you said when you take one step towards, you know, anything that's aligning with you and, and just even growing, the universe takes seven steps back towards you. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you have to walk the whole distance. You just got to make those, those efforts and the universe is going to move, you know, in my beliefs, obviously the universe is going to move things to help you out. And I just, that's such a beautiful perspective. And it's really helped because I always, I am one of those people, not that I get overwhelmed with everything, but things when they do hit me, sometimes they do knock me back. And, and, and it's like, Oh my God, I gotta, you know, I gotta go all the way that way. I gotta walk, you know, this far and it's, you know, and it's, it's, it can be overwhelming. And when you look at it now, you're like, okay, no. I just got to take a step. I got to crack that door. And that's what I did. I cracked open a door and I looked and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I got like, I don't know if I, like it. but you know, after doing that a bunch, it was like, no, this is okay. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't have to believe everything. I don't have to agree with everything. Anyone says yeah. but being willing to look at it and not, um, fixate on <laughs> woo woo shit, as you say, <laughs> you know, and then fixating on that. It is that when it's not, it's just beautiful things out there to help us. Yeah. Yeah. Th- what a great perspective. And it kind of comes back to this idea of, of being your own authority, like being willing to have the open mind and open heart that, that can look at things from various perspectives and go, huh, curiosity, that's fascinating, but then really discerning, you know, what works for you mm-hmm. and letting you be your own authority on whatever your path looks like. 
and knowing that it's going to look different from somebody else's and you don't have to stress too much about, Ooh, but what will they think? You know? Yep, exactly. Yeah. You've, you've really <laughs> opened up to that. That's, that's incredible. Um, one, one of the things I remember kind of early, this may have been in 2000, right around the time when you were getting ready to move, I think, I can't, I can't remember exactly when it was, but, um, you know, I, I got some pretty clear guidance that, and, and we've had some of these conversations, but that kind of the earth is, is, is evolving, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we human consciousness on the earth is evolving along with it. And um, I was in meditation one day and, and got a really clear message that it's so important that no one be left behind, you know, as, as we're evolving. And that especially for, um, for white men in the Midwest who, who might identify more, you know, like you did before, um, that, that it's really important that they're, that they're part of where we're going and not left behind. And that's why I'm so grateful to you and, and others like you who look and go, yeah, maybe there's a different way, you know, and have the courage. And to me, it, it's a sign of bravery to, to have the courage open perspective a little and just kind of peek around the corner into the unknown and go, huh, what might be there and what fits? Because it's not all that common. It's not all that common. Is there any advice you might have for other guys, you know, who find themselves in a similar situation that maybe you did, what, five, seven years ago, you know, just in terms of of how to crack that door a little bit? (sighs) Um. One of the things that comes to mind is just, and it's hard. I mean, I, I struggle with this too now. You know, obviously I struggle with things every day and, and I, I feel like I do have a beautiful perspective on how I think things are flowing in life and, and the universe, but it doesn't mean every day is that way. You know, obviously life happens. Um, but don't, don't be hard on yourself. You know, um, if you want to look at something, and you're like, okay, I've been part of organized religion my whole life, but it's not serving me. Then look at something else, and, and but don't you know? Don't necessarily attach to it and say, okay, now I have to. Because I I thought too, once I became, you know, once I got certified in sound sound healing training, <laughs> then my mind's like, okay, do I got to wear white? Do I got to grow a really long beard? You know, do I got to become? You know, and it's like, no, I can be me. I am me, and it's okay. So it's okay to be who you are. And it's also okay to look at who you are and realize the parts maybe that you don't like and start looking at other things. And it's just exploring. Don't be afraid to explore maybe is the best and be okay with it. Not caring or not necessarily liking what you see in yourself or what you're exploring, you know, but, but not being so hard on yourself. Cause we all do that. You know, the inner dialogue is can be terrible. Yeah. And, and so what, you look at something and you're like, Ugh. or like me, when I'm looking back at my former self, it's like, Oh, I can't believe, you know, I can't believe it was like that. Well, I was, and that's okay because I moved past it, you know, and I want to be happy with who I am. So it all, it's all a process. Yeah. Like you were doing the best you could with what you had. Yes. That. And yes, you, you have different awareness mm. and can make the choice to, to see things or do things differently. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that to me 
is the beauty of free will in this human meat suit we're walking around with, you know, is, is exactly that. I, I had, <laughs> there was a guy that I, I dated like in high school and part of college. And 30 years later, he, you know, we reconnect, he, we were friends on Facebook and he made some comment, like it was really kind of pissy about, well, you changed. You're nothing like you were in high school. <laughs> And I, and a minute is an insult, and I thought, oh thank God! Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. What a blessing! Yeah. Me, if I was exactly the same person that I was thirty, you know, years ago, then I've missed the opportunity of human life, you know, to grow and evolve and shift and open doors of awareness. And and you're proven you can do that at any time, you know, at any time. And yeah. Feel okay about it. Feel even better. Yeah, about it. yeah. Be feeling better and being again. Um, don't be a like I shouldn't say don't, but try not to attach to. Um, you know, I, I've talked to people, and you know, uh, especially I would say older older people that have started to come into a different awarenesses. And like, oh, I wish I would have started sooner. Mm-hmm. Well, we all wish we would have started sooner. Maybe in a, in a way, mm-hmm. you know. But you didn't, and that's okay. It's not. That's not the point. You know, the point is you started. Yeah. So again, not fixating on okay, I'm, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. Doesn't matter the age. It matters what you're trying to do to help yourself. And, and so not fixating on the, you know, the shoulda, woulda, coulda, yep. <laughs> and instead on hey, this is what I'm doing, and I'm okay with it, and it's okay. That's fantastic. Yes, absolutely. You know, we've we've grown together in, in yeah, yeah. programs that, that I've offered. And um, one of the things that I really value about you and that I value about other people um, who hold this same kind of energy, you know, that, that you do. Um, I'm thinking specifically about the, the sexual energy alchemy program. <laughs> yeah. And I knew that there were going to be a lot of women in there and um, you, you, were brave and you were like our token guy. (laughs) And I reached out specifically to you, encouraging you to be in that program because it felt to me like, especially women who were exploring, you know, the, the energetic sides of, of sensuality, for example, um, that it would be very helpful to have a male presence, a, a male voice that wasn't threatening, but instead was very, supportive and almost provided, you know, that kind of almost like protector energy, but to where they could see a different perspective or um, a different way of looking at things without it feeling threatening. And man, did you serve in that role beautifully? I'm I'm not sure you're fully aware of um, the service, uh, you know, in, in terms of, of holding that space for what, healthier, um, masculine energy around that topic could look like. And I, I just personally want to extend such, so much gratitude to you for that, because, you know, in having some of the back conversations with other participants in the class, your presence made a huge difference. Oh, well, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I don't realize, um, <clears throat> I, <laughs> there's times that, especially you, you're, you're very good at, at um, expressing, uh, your gratitude to people. And I appreciate that about you. One of the many things, but you, you're always, you're always very, um, genuine 
in, in in the way you share things in general. And then when you're also uh, sharing about somebody, it's very genuine, which is so, so lovely. Cause you know, there's, there's so much fake crap in the world now, you know? Um, but yeah, it's a hard one for me. I, when, when people tell me things like that, I'm like, mm, sure it was me, not somebody else. Cause I don't feel that, mm-hmm. but I appreciate that. Cause that's one of the things I need to work on is, is, you know, being okay again with who I am. Mm-hmm. and and understanding that there are impacts I can make because I want to make a difference in the world and I want to be um, you know a, 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 a presence in the world not ego wise but that like you said that, that people can um, take solace in or whatever the words are you know to, to connect with if they need to if that's what they need at the time and I, I love that so thank you for sharing that Absolutely. Well, and I I genuinely deeply appreciate that. But then I saw it totally different perspective. I totally stopped that conversation and moved to a totally different perspective. But you came in and participated in the the Golden Gifts of Grace Mm -hmm. that we had here um, in Texas, drove from Florida to Texas. And I was so just grateful. Um, But one night we were all out at the town square. And it was dancing under the stars night, right? With, with the with the Fred Astaire dance studio, and and <laughs> they were demonstrating dances. And I remember sitting on on like the fountain ledge with you, and I'm like, "So, do you dance?" And you go, "Oh God, no, 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 I don't." Do it. And I thought that that you know that that's cool. You know, so Jim and I are out there learning our little dance moves. And the next thing I know, you were my daughter. <laughs> are right next to us, practicing the little dance moves together. And we just had a conversation about service to others and how important mm-hmm. that is to you, you know, feeling like you're, you're, you're providing some kind of, of service to other people, you know, whether it's uplifting or something meaningful. And in that moment, you know, it was just so clear because my daughter so wanted to dance, <laughs> so <laughs> wanted to be out there. And the fact that you kind of put your ego on a shelf, you know, in that moment, because I'm sure, you know, and, and knowing that you were like, oh, God, no, I don't dance. <laughs> you know? but yet you were out there. And that to me was such a beautiful display. It might have been a tiny, you know, a tiny thing in the big scheme of things, but she had a blast. And it was just such a meaningful display of, you know, things that you can do that might not have to be huge. But to be of service to others, you know, to, to share joy. Yeah. So thank you for that. Too. Yeah. Thank you. I think that's one of the lessons I'm really, uh, I don't say really working on, but wanting to work on is realizing um, along with growth is joy. I always associate with this big thing, you know, big trips or big events and, it doesn't have to be. It's dancing was fun. And yeah, I probably look terrible. I don't care. You know, like, like we talked, I'll never see those people. And even if I did, if, if you're going to make fun of me for my dancing, great. That's, that's on you. I still can't pop my hip. <laughs> just out of socket. But you know, just realizing that those little moments are beautiful, you know, and um, not focusing on the big ones because the big ones will come when they need to. And the little ones are always there. And that's helped. Uh, that's been one of the things you really helped me with too, is, is trying to look at things in, in that perspective, not the big expansive, 
you know, giant universal things, the small little day to day things where you can find joy and gratitude and even peace. Just, you know, so yeah, I appreciated her dancing with me. <laughs> it was a little bit of a struggle trying to get the moves right. <laughs> every, every one of those were safe. In that yep. Particular. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I think you hit on such an important thing though, that the idea that when we only subscribe meaning or joy or, you know, to the mountaintop moments mm-hmm. rather than the everyday little things in, in the trenches, um, we miss so much mm-hmm. um, that can be incredibly fulfilling. So looking for those, those little tiny moments that might seem completely mundane to a lot of people, but finding the joy in that, like <laughs> yesterday <laughs> before the call, I mentioned we took the dog to, um, a golden retriever pool party. <laughs> it, was, it was just insane. Was 20 to 30 golden retrievers who were so in their joy moment, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's water, there's, there's fetching, there's playing, there's puppies rustling everywhere. And it's like, oh, wow. You know, it was hotter than Hades. I mean, yeah. you know, well over a hundred degrees in South Texas. And, and, and the humans were having as much fun as the dogs were. And I think part of it was just watching that joy, you know, but at one point I see a little dragon fly, fly by and and, fly, and I'm like, ha, ah, you know, so <laughs> little things like, oh, there's a dragonfly or a butterfly or a puppy getting really excited or whatever. It doesn't even have to be about me, you know, but just noticing the beauty or the R wonder in, in the rest of the world. And mm-hmm. it kind of feels like through our conversations that you've you've started recognizing some of that too. And I love the story that you tell about your moment of joy that you remember while you were driving. Are you sharing that? Yeah. One that gals Uh, might not relate to, but I think other guys possibly would, you know? Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. So my moment of joy, uh, especially when we were going through, when I was, you know, going through the class with you and you talked about it, I was out, I went and picked up some, I think food or whatever one night. And it was a nice, nice Florida night. We were down here and I had the windows down, music cranked, you know, and I was just, I was living life, you know, it was great. It was nice. And I get behind a dump truck and being a diesel mechanic, I've been around equipment my whole life. My dad used to, you know, work for a construction guy, small company. He would take me a lot. I used to go on the trucks, go on equipment, uh, so much fun. So I'm behind this dump truck and you can tell this guy, I don't know if he was having fun or in a hurry, but. Every light, he he just, yeah, he had straight pipes on it, uh, big stacks, and he was just giving it. And I could smell the diesel, and I was just following it, and I just felt surreal. Almost, and I told you this, but I felt like I was watching myself through the sunroof of my car. And it's night, but I'm actually above me looking, and I was just like, wow. Like I'm like, this is amazing. This guy's sound, the truck sounds amazing. I can smell the diesel fumes. Got this big, stupid smile on my face. You know, I'm by myself just living life and living in the moment. Cause it was fun, you know, and I enjoyed it. it. Brought me, I don't know if it brought me back a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was just this beautiful and, and having the awareness. Cause I realized it at that moment, instead of realizing, I, I always realize things later, kind of, you know, I, I look back, I'm like, Oh, that was really fun mm-hmm. later. And at that moment I was like, no, this is fun. And you know, so yeah, it was, it was so much fun. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, who, who would guess 
that being behind a dump truck, I mean, for yeah. most people that might not be the thing, but it's yep. joyful for them. <laughs> so for you having that awareness and going, ah, th- this, you know, might not be able to recreate it every day, but this is a moment that, that you could really take stock in right then, but then positive memories in the future. Yeah. That's, yep. that's fantastic. So Florida life now, <laughs> Jen's doing, doing singing bowls. I mean, that's, that's her profession. That's, that's yep. what she does professionally. Is yep. old, um, how would you describe what she does? Oh, uh, so yeah, using singing bowls, uh, you know, their secret or frequency and sound and vibration is all healing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you can trace sound chambers back to ancient Egypt. You know, they had healing chambers that they feel were for sound and everything else. So it's not a new age thing. It's an old remembrance of what we used to do. And so, you know, you can lay there, you can sit there, you can stand, you can do whatever you want. You can dance around if you want during the, the, you know, the session. Um, most people lay down, obviously uncomfortable or to be comfortable. And then, yeah, she sits and she'll play the different bowls, which are different notes. Mm-hmm. So they provide different freak, like I said, different frequencies and tones and stuff. And it's pleasing to the ear, but it also is help healing you on a cellular level. I mean, it gets right in there where it needs to go. And, and that's why we like it. It's not specific to, you know, you can focus on, you can set the intention to focus on a certain part of the body if you want, mm-hmm. or a certain problem if you want, you know, to try and bring some clarity, or you can just let it wash over you and let it do what it needs to do. Cause they're going to do those bowls. As you know, they're going to do what they need to do. Yeah. Uh, even if you don't believe it, I still believe they work. Even if you're like, wow, this is crazy, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> that, that's one of the things I love about work like this is that um, your belief isn't required for its effectiveness. Like yep. if, if you're, if you don't believe that's cool. I remember I was doing a session one time with my dad and it was, um, I practiced something called quantum touch at the time, which is a, an energetic healing modality. And of course, he didn't believe any of this hippy dippy woo woo freaking shit. You know, <laughs> it just wasn't. His. But I'm like, just just lay there. You know, mm-hmm. just, I, I, you don't have to. You don't have to believe. And I remember I was I I wasn't even touching him. You know, because with with energy healing, you don't have to. You know, mm-hmm. I had my hands. His um, sacroiliac was like out of joint. You know, he's so his back was hurting him terribly. Not even touching him, and we both hear this loud crack. And he just turns around and looks at me and goes, you know what just happened? Like, no. He said, that joint went back in place. It popped back where it needed to be. And, he was just, and after that, he's just looking at me like, what kind of a witch is yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if he had another problem, he was, hey, do you think you can do, you know, we can try that? <laughs> so I love that, you know, belief isn't isn't necessary, but there's, there's some proof sometimes when mm-hmm. obvious shifts you know become when the shifts become obvious that that folks are like oh hey wait a minute there's something to this now if i remember correctly um jen does like um in-person events uh there in in the tampa area so like on the beach or in salt caves or other places um but don't you guys have a like a a youtube channel or something yes waves of love healing is the youtube and facebook and instagram uh, so you can find, but yeah, most of the, all the videos are on, um, YouTube. She's okay. put a few, I mean, there's not a, a whole library obviously, but there's quite a few she's put on from different ones she's done. So if you're interested, at least go look, 
you can see there's plenty of videos out there with with sound healing in general just to see um it's such a cool thing and like i said a lot of people just find that relaxation you know and just let them you know they can let themselves go again it's not that you have to have these big visions or breakthroughs or, you know, anything. It's just that, that he just being willing to lay there or sit there, however, and, and let, let it do what it needs to do yeah. and, and just enjoy the, enjoy the, the, the hour or whatever and, and have fun. Yeah. Perfect. So, so what's, what's up with you right now? Either spiritually <laughs> and kind of where, where you're, or what rabbit hole you're jumping into <laughs> at the moment or your path or, I just walking around in in human suit right now. Just what what's present for you? Uh, that's an interesting question. So when I moved down here, um, I told Jen said I'm not getting a regular job again. If we move, because I, I, I mean, with the city job that I had in Minnesota. Uh, you know, you got retirement, whatever that means, you know, but benefits and all that stuff and stability of sorts, nothing's guaranteed, but you know, with the city, generally you have a little more stability and like, if we're going to up, you know, uproot our family and we're going to move across the country and start something new, I want to do something else. I was tired of doing the same thing and being that same person, even after learning, you know, my spirituality and moving, starting to move through it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I spent a lot of time just doing nothing, <laughs> which, you know, looking back at times, it's kind of like, oh, I should have again, should have, would have, could have, but I needed that time because I was burnt out. I had hit my wall of working so much, being gone from my family. And so I just got to spend a lot of time with them. Now I started my own handyman business. And so I just started it, you know, in I think March or April and I'm working on growing that. And it's nice because I can choose, you know, when I work, I can kind of stack people in, in a day, hopefully. And then, um, also have days off, you know, Jennifer's got some stuff coming up. I can just not work. I don't have to ask for time off or schedule around it. You know, I can just deal with it. Um, so that's, that's, that's helped. It's given me something to focus on, Mm -hmm. um, so that I can keep working on myself, you know, cause before it was like, Oh, what am I going to do? And I was trying to find my purpose. And I think this is one of those ways I get to serve people. And then also I, I, I do want to keep growing obviously and, and working on those areas in my life that are less than stellar in my mind. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm looking at wanting to help men definitely, you know, in some capacity, I haven't figured that out yet and I don't want to be exclusive either. Obviously anybody that wants to, you know, if I can help, it doesn't have to be a guy. But like you said, I, I know enough guys that, ah, uh, man, if <laughs> if they could kind of step back, like if they could move away for two years and just look at life differently, and and that, that's not their path; it's their choice, obviously. But you know, seeing what I see, it's like, man, I really think some of the the unhappiness, you know, you might be able to work through. Maybe not. So anyways, I just want to, I would really love to start working with people on a more personal level or how or group level, whatever it is. So I think that's, that's fantastic. And, you know, I think, I think there's something really meaningful to meeting people where they are exactly where they are and in a way that can resonate with them, you know? Mm -hmm. So when you look at, 
uh, you mentioned Jay earlier, who who led the singing bowl training. You know, just yeah. the long hair and the long beard and wore all white. And he's not going to be the guy to meet some some people. You know, where, yep. where they are necessarily for many, sure, but but not. You know, others are going to be way more comfortable or resonate more with. You, you know, and you're non-white, and you're, you know, you're shorter dudes, you're fun cats, yeah. you know, <laughs> for diesel fumes, you know? yeah. and and that's, I think that's really important for where we're headed. That you don't have to be some guru on a mountaintop to be worthy of people listening or connecting with you, but rather, you know, a willingness. It really, it's just a willingness to share what you've learned along your own, along your own journey in a way where others might go, Ooh, yeah, I recognize myself in that, you know, I, I see mm-hmm. myself in where he was. And now I, I'd really like to know more about how he's gotten to where he is now and where he's headed, you know, but being able to, to lead in that way um, takes a little bit more vulnerability sometimes because then it's mm-hmm. not just preaching platitudes but it's preaching from here's my experience you know not preaching but sharing teaching from here's my experience but it feels like from a societal perspective people are just relating more to that these days mm-hmm. i hear your beautiful children yeah yeah they're, <laughs> they're outside eight and four is that right uh ten ten and four yep yep oh yes thank you they are (laughs) they're i think they're doing okay i'm trying to (laughs) whatever yep (laughs) yeah hopefully they're hopefully they're not killing each other (laughs) and not not may the messes not be too huge to clean yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, well i have um so appreciated getting to know you over the past couple of years and um, and the chance now to to call you friend. I mean, I, I feel like yes. in a world where meaningful relationships, uh, you know, um, can sometimes feel rare. Uh, you know, when when there's mm-hmm. a depth there, um, I so value the the chance to get to know you more and to kind of be kind of grow. You know, because we're both in the process of growing, but sharing that growth with with each other, I've I've really appreciated very much and seeing you kind of find more joy and Mm -hmm. find more ways to serve and to be to be exactly you in the world the world needs needs you and and more of you you know and and that's that's a beautiful thing so thanks thanks for yeah thank you you'd like to share with this with this time um i just uh, a couple things uh one of them is just you and your your lovely daughter gave me a great perspective at the uh, Golden Gifts of Treat, Golden Gifts of Grace Retreat. <laughs> um, that we're all part of Soul Soup, and and that really resonated because I, I believe you know in that. It, but I think that was a good way to say it, so that we're part of the Soul Soup in the universe, and just having, as you said, a meat suit human experience. <laughs> I also heard another way uh, recently, which is interesting. Somebody said, what if we're one human split up into seven and a half billion, you know, pieces on the planet? And I thought that was a really beautiful way to look at it as well. So um, just, just that quick, you know, introspective. And then um, one thing going back to, as, as you said, with your, 
your high school boyfriend, you know, saying, Oh, you've really changed is don't be afraid to reintroduce yourself Ooh. at every opportunity. If you have grown, don't be afraid to say, you know, I am, I am Scott McClure. Nice to meet you. Even if you, you've known them your whole life or just met them and you've changed, it's okay to, you know, to be willing to do that is beautiful. Mm. That's good stuff. That is good stuff right there. It's such a great reminder. And one thing going along with that, we can often, especially once we we start opening up and seeing things from different perspectives, we can hold space for other people to change too. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, look at your growth. And one thing I had to realize is that my fear of being judged harshly by others or like owning my beliefs and being willing to talk about them Turns out it was really judgy. <laughs> I was preemptively judging them for being closed-minded jerks. You know, when they hadn't done or said anything yet, you know? And that caused me to step back and go, oh, huh. Maybe I've got some more work to do. <laughs> and you mentioned that I so appreciate is that it is a journey. And that once you get on a path, whatever path that is, it's not like it's a straight line to Valhalla, you know, I mean, it's it's this weird, messy, bumpy, you know, three steps forward, two steps back kind of crap show sometimes that from a renewed perspective or by opening a door and looking in a little bit of a different way, it's almost like we can find the beauty in that eventually, but when we're in it, it might feel like crap, but not to give up, you know, mm-hmm. rain clouds run out of rain eventually, you know? <laughs> yep. Um, so thank you for urging people to not be so hard on themselves. I know that's been something that you've really worked on <laughs> and yep. um, have grown through and it's still something that you work on mm-hmm. as we all do. And you've got the courage to actually say it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have so enjoyed our time together. Me too. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Well, I look forward to whatever wild adventure comes next. Uh, Please give Jennifer and your adorable kids a hug for me. And uh, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Um, To everybody out there listening, thank you for tuning in again for another episode of Dirt Road Divinity. This has been Lisa Wade talking with Scott McClure. I hope that your continued journeys um, are an opportunity to open doors. Open doors of perspective. To not be so hard on yourself like Scott encouraged. And uh, to have some fun and some joy along the way. Until next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dirt Road Divinity. You can connect more between episodes at the Dirt Road Divinity page on both Facebook and also Instagram. If you have a guest or a show idea, please email me at lisa at dirtroaddivinity.com.